NFL award ceremony being officially tonight at 9 o'clock, I just wanted to give on which player should win each award of respect. And we're going to get started with the MVP. MVP, no-brainer, is Patrick Mahomes by landslide as he is having one of the best seasons for a quarterback this season. As, keep in mind, he finished with 5,250 passing yards, 41 TDs, with a 77.9 QBR. Yeah, he had 12 interceptions, but still, he did really well this season. He was damn well on fire. And keep in mind, he did this without having Tyree Kill as he got traded to the Miami Dolphins in the offseason. And still, he did this. And plus, not only that, he finally got revenge on his arch nemesis, Joe Burrow, who... Yes, you can maybe argue some of the calls were terrible, but still, he managed to get the job done on a bum ankle and still did it. And not only that, he has broken numerous records this season as he has the higher passer rated throughout their first 75 games at 105.7, the most passing touchdowns throughout their first 75 games at 180 touchdowns, with second being the legend himself, Dan Marino, at 173. And the most passing yards dropped their first 75 games at 22,576 passing yards. Now, my runner-up, my sleeper, would be the legend himself, Jalen Hurts, who he has improved this season. I can't even cap. He has really done his thing this season. And which, keep in mind, Philly's roster, they were loaded on both offense and defense. The only problem is, would... Jalen Hurts take that next step and boy did he take that next step as he was just absolutely lights out that connection with him and AJ Brown from day one was just unstoppable and not only that Jalen Hurts he has improved due to his from his pocket awareness he's not shaking the pocket no more he's taking his time making his reads his accuracy, decision-making, and not only that, he has not only destroyed defenses with his arm, but he's also destroyed defenders with his rushing, his running, as he has just absolutely dominated while running the ball, too. On top of that, improving his throw mechanics. And keep in mind, he finished this season going for 3,701 passing yards, 22 TDs, to just six interceptions with a 101.5 pass rating. Yes, he could have gone for 4K passing yards if it wasn't for injuries that caused him to miss the um the last few games. But still, you can't deny the man was just absolutely lights out as he was top five in total yards, third in completion percentage, and his QBR, he was top three in that as well, respectfully. And that's simple. I'm rude for him. And not only that, they're going up against Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Like, that's going to be really good. You got one of the best well-rounded offenses in the league go up against Patrick Mahomes in the biggest game imaginable. Now, the offensive rookie of the year. I was personally debating on myself whether Jay should win this award or Tyreek Hill. But as the weeks went on and on and on, I started leaning towards Jettis as Honestly, where did we freaking begin with this guy? He was just absolutely dominating this season. And you can make a solid argument. He was the best receiver in football this season as he was first in receiving yards at 1,809 yards. First in receptions at 124 receptions. And was just absolutely, again, dominating as he was taking over games, staying consistent, 
showing up when it mattered most. As there's numerous examples I can name with which games he completely took over and showed up, but if it was one game I could name, it was the Buffalo Bills on 4th and 18. On Bear, they need him when it mattered most, and he showed up with that ridiculous one-handed catch, which was one of the most impressive catches in NFL history. Now, he was on pace to break Calvin Johnson's receiver record in 2012, but unfortunately, he had that one bad game against the Green Bay Packers in which Jair Alexander basically took up the prison and shot him down, destroying any chance of him having a chance to break it. But still, he has he has broken records as well. It just sucks he didn't get that record by Calvin Johnson. You know? I, I would have really loved to see it for the most part, but hopefully he does break it next year. Now, with Tyreek Hill, you can make an argument he can win it too, over him, respectfully, due to the fact that this was the first season without Patrick Mahomes. He had Tua in Miami, and Tua, to his credit, he was really good. Yes, you could say he was helped out a lot by Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, but you can't deny it, man. He, Tua was also really good this season, too. It just sucked that injuries really took over for him, man. It's just really unfortunate. But back to Tyreek Hill. He finished the season with 1,710 receiving yards. Was on pace for 2,000 receiving yards. Unfortunately, it wasn't just injuries and just bad quarterback play that prevented it. But if it wasn't for that, he could have well got for 2K yards. On 119 receptions, just seven touchdowns. And he and Jalen Waddle, they was one of the most unstoppable wide receiver duels in the league this season. As basically... You cannot stop the duo as if you double-team Jalen Waddle, guess what? Tyreek Hill is going to be wide open. If, if you double-team Tyreek Hill, then guess what? Jalen Waddle is going to be wide open. And basically, you cannot stop that duo. It was just really hard for the most part. And I'm really going to be looking forward to on what they do next season. Keep it up. Now, with the offensive rookie of the year, I was debating on whether Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and also, you got Kenneth Walker the third, but as the season was going in, for the most part, I was thinking that Chris Olave got this award in the bag, but then Garrett Wilson was starting to creep up a little more, so I'm like, okay. But then the moment Chris Olave got injured, then I already knew that, okay, it's gone between Garrett Wilson or Kenneth Walker the third. I also seen the NFL page where they had um, Brock Purity there, in which, again, it's no offense to Brock Purity. He played good. But here's the thing. He has yet to play in, he barely played in games. That's the thing. He started late in the season. And if he wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, then I will be surprised. Because that will just be a joke. But overall, I think she'll win it for the most part. It should go between Garrett Wilson. It should for the most part due to the fact that he was really good this season. As he finished with 1,103 yards to four touchdowns, which... Keep in mind, he had three quarterbacks while doing it. He had Zach Wilson, who was complete garbage this season. Mike White, who isn't bad, but he isn't a fresh pot. He isn't a fresh, he isn't good eyes. He's okay, but he isn't all that special. And also having Joe Flacco at times at quarterback. Again, if Chris Olave would have stayed healthy and played, he would have won it. You could also make an argument for Kenneth Walker, in which 
Don't get me wrong, I studied Kenneth Walker a lot during the time Michigan State. I knew he was going to be a beast the moment he hit the league, but I didn't expect him to take that huge leap the moment he got in the league. Like, the moment he got his snaps, his touches, with the Seattle Seahawks, he was just absolutely lights out. As he finished with 1,000 yards, averaging 4.6 yards per carry to nine touchdowns, and was one of the best, one of the better running backs this season. He was absolutely lights out, and he was one of the main vocal points on why the Seattle Seahawks were actually good this season. Now, for the defensive rookie of the year, this was obviously between Sauls Gardner and Aiden Hutchinson, but in my predictions earlier, which I didn't have recorded, obviously Sauls Gardner and everything imaginable. And let me say this already. So, when Sauls Gardner got drafted, my uncle and I, we was chatting a little bit for the most part. He was telling me how he's the next Sauce Gardner, which I'm the next Darrell Reeves, my bad on that. And which I was telling him that you're not wrong because that's another player which I studied when he was in college, when he had University of Cincinnati. I studied him a lot and I said, that kid is going to be a problem the moment he hits the league. And my uncle was saying, the next Darrell Reeves. And I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I can see it for sure. And, well, he was right, as he was arguably the best DB this season. As, fun fact, he is the first rookie to be named first-team All-Pro since the great himself, Ronnie Lott, in 1981. And back to Sauce Gardner, Sauce Gardner was basically, he had quarterback shook, basically, like, basically QBs were not throwing the ball to him. It's that simple. For example, right? In man coverage, he allowed the fewest yards at 26, 4.3 yards per reception and 1.3 per target. Overall, he gave up the least yards. Like, QBs were not throwing the ball to him. And between him and DJ Reed, they were one of the more better cornerback duels of the league. It just sucks they had Zach Wilson at quarterback. If they could got a better quarterback, they could have very well got in the playoffs for the most part. But nevertheless... Sauce Gardner was elite this season. Had one of the better rookie seasons for a cornerback in recent memory. Hope he keeps it up, though. Tell me. Now, for DPOY, honestly, Nick Bosa and Weston all the way. It could have gone to Micah Parsons, but the difference is that Nick Bosa just simply took over and was one of the main vocal points of that Niners offense. Same goes with Micah. Now, not only that Micah is sacks, but it's also his impact, his pressures, tackle for losses, and also the fact that he could also cover linebackers, you know, he covered running backs, slots, slot receivers, et cetera, et cetera. He's very versatile. But overall, I just had to go to Bosa because Bosa basically took over, basically. He was just taking over games. And which, don't get me wrong, Micah was too, but he wasn't doing it like Nick Bosa. And that's why I say Nick Bosa deserves that. DPOI award, respectfully. Now, comeback player of the year award. I was going to go between Saquon Barkley or Geno Smith, but as I went back and forth, I said, you know what? I'm going to go with good old Geno Smith. Now, hear me out on this. I say that due to the fact that Geno Smith, this season, was written off by damn well everybody. If you said around me that Geno Smith would have a really good season this year, then you would have honestly, I would have laughed at you. But no, he surprised me and everybody else. Not just him, but the Seattle Seahawks in general, because you forget, they traded away Russ, and they was deemed as laughing stocks. They were laughed at saying that, 
all the Seahawks are going to be one of the worst teams in all of football. All oh, the Broncos going to Super Bowl, stuff like that. All Geno, this, that, that, Geno Smith, laughing, all that. But yet, despite all that, that was actually, Geno Smith had one of the best seasons of his NFL career as he finished with 4,282 passing yards, 30 TDs, 11 interceptions. And led the Seahawks to the playoffs, in which honestly, nobody had the Seahawks even reaching the playoffs. Now, yeah, they fell off as the season was going off a little bit, but still, you can't deny what they did because nobody had them going to the playoffs. Nobody did. Even I didn't expect it. I didn't. I expected Seattle to be one of the worst teams in all of football, but no, they weren't. And now, we're going to get to the GM of the year. Howie Roseman, due to the fact that he has made a lot of good moves in the offseason. For example, he acquired A.J. Brown, who had one of the best seasons of his career. Hassan Reddick, second-team All-Pro. James Bradbury, second-team All-Pro. And a former first-team All-Pro, I believe he made on the Giants in 2019-2020. Remind me if I'm wrong on that for the most part. C.J. Garner-Johnson, who was one of the most better safeties in the league this season. Drafting players like Jordan Davis, Nicole Bean, and he basically surrounded Jalen Hurts with talent. And well, we all know what happened, we all know what happened in there. They were arguably the best team in all of football behind, with obviously number one being the Kansas City Chiefs. But they were dominant, man. They were that simple. Now, Coach of the Year, Brian Dable. I say that due to the fact that. He led the New York Football Giants to the playoffs for the first time since 2016 on that infamous boat trip. And not only that, they was able to upset the Minnesota Vikings, which even though I had the Giants upsetting them because the Vikings had no defense, he completely changed that New York Giants culture. As Again, nobody expected the Giants to be that good this season. Nobody expected them to actually go to the playoffs. I expect them to be not too bad, but not too good. I like okay at best. But no, they finished the season really strong for the most part. As he has used Daniel Jones to his full abilities and he just completely changed the culture. It's that simple. But nevertheless, those are my NFL awards predictions for the most part. Who are you guys think gonna win MVP tonight? Who are you guys think gonna win all the other awards such as DPOI, Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, etc., etc.? But those are my predictions. Hope it comes out right. But nevertheless, have a nice day.